There's a really interesting story in the book of Genesis that in some ways is reminiscent of his Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven. The story goes like this. Isaac sent his son Jacob to Mesopotamia to find a wife. On his first night out from home, he camped in a holy place. Resting his head upon a stone, he fell asleep. He dreamt that he saw a stairway reaching from earth to heaven, with angels going up and walking back down again. In his dream, God stood beside him and he renewed the promise that he had made to his grandfather Abraham and to his father Isaac. And God said to Jacob, I will not leave you until I have done all that I have promised you. Jacob woke from his dream. The Lord is here, he said. He is in this place, and I didn't know it. It must be the house of God. It must be the gate that opens into heaven. When he awoke the next morning, he took the stone that he had used as a pillow and he set it up as a memorial. He dedicated it to God by pouring oil on it and he called the place Bethel, which means house of God. The land through which he travelled and the people he met along the way held the belief that stones were sacred because God resided in them. This is why Jacob poured oil on the stone he used as a pillow. The oil was an offering to the God who dwelled within and that is the strength of the name he gave to the place too. The stone was set up as an altar. It was the place where God lived. He rested his head on God's dwelling. Indeed, it was a holy place. Today we'll pick up a stone, and we'll carry it with us on our pilgrimage. That stone can become your Bethel. Not in the sense of God is in the rock, and so should be worshipped. Let's think of it in the way in which Jesus referred to himself as the cornerstone, the one that the builders rejected. We will imbue our stone with meaning and significance, which we draw from our life experience. In her book, The Road to Canterbury, Shirley de Boulay tells of the pilgrimage she made to Canterbury Cathedral in England. In the opening chapter, she describes the beginnings of her desire to travel the medieval Pilgrim's Road from Winchester to Canterbury and how a friend first suggested the idea of a pilgrimage two years after the death of de Boulay's husband. It was one of those moments of illumination that can appear when life is at its bleakest, de Boulay writes. After months and months of apathy and indifference, I was immediately excited, curious, expectant. It was as if a light had been switched on. There was, if I dared admit it, a surging of hope. In the course of planning her pilgrimage and then setting out on it, de Boulay explored the longing for such a journey that countless people have experienced across the centuries. A desire to stand on holy ground. To be in a place where the veil between heaven and earth has grown thin seems to be a deep human instinct, she writes. I like the way that the great scholar of comparative religion, Professor Messiah Elady, put it when he wrote that every pilgrimage shrine 
is an archetype of the sacred center. In a sacred place, we may experience the transcendent, the timeless moment, a universal God above the differences of religion or denomination. I wondered whether we are drawn to holy places because we need to externalize the sacred center. The thought that God is within us is too frightening. We need to locate him somewhere else. There is also the argument that we may need to find God in a particular place before we can realize that he is everywhere. Today, we hope that you might learn something about pilgrimage, but that you might also get a chance to stop, to reflect, and to experience God. There are two tasks to follow here. Firstly, use your journal now to write about what you now understand pilgrimage to be. Secondly, choose a stone from the pathway around you. Choose a stone that represents for you what you leave behind today. Let this stone represent what's going on in your life.